0: you're listening to the girlfriends in the word podcast i'm your host natalia drum this podcast is designed to dive into scripture through systematic study in books of the bible Through cultural conversations with women today, or on specific topical studies, so that we can learn what God has to say for our lives. My goal is to equip you to study God's word well and to encourage you in your faith journey as we walk together and become girlfriends in the word. Hey, girlfriends, happy Wednesday. I am so excited that this week I get to introduce you to one of my favorite online, in real life friends who has gone back with me for several years now, I want to introduce you on the podcast this week to my sweet friend, Amy Seifert. And she has got the best book out for you. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. Her third and newest book called Starved, which I know we're on a podcast and y'all can't see necessarily how beautiful this book is, but it's one of those books that's not only gorgeous, but it just feeds your soul. And that is what... Amy has been to me over the last several years, and so would you please, Amy, introduce yourself to my girls and tell us just a little bit about you and how you got to write Starved.
1: Oh my gosh! Thanks for having me, Natalia. We go way back. You, I mean, do you tell your listeners that you were my editor for I China, did not. my first one? Come on, oh, this is all about <laughs> you, girl today. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I am an author, a speaker, wife, mom. I have three kids. We celebrate our twenty-second anniversary this May. Yay. And I know I love tennis so much and the season is upon us. I'm getting excited to hit that ball with my kids, with friends and yeah, work out all kinds of manners of anxiety and stress. So Yes. So good. So good. Okay.
0: So <laughs> Starved is your third book. Now I know that you have written for years and years because we go way back, but what launched the story for starved? There's a little bit of a backstory there. And I remember when Robbie was going through all of this and we were chit-chatting, but give my girls some of that information.
1: Yes. About four years ago, my oldest son, he was 11. He was eating, but everything was going right through him and he was losing weight. And over the course of about six weeks, he lost 15 pounds. And an 11 year old boy is like so much. So we were doing tests and blood work, and finally, results came back that my son was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which I didn't know much about. But I mean, now I'm an expert. This is this is our life. But the thing that I kept thinking about through that process was how my son had been eating, but he was starving, mm-hmm. and. You know, it just and it rang true for my spiritual life. There was a moment in my kitchen when I'm taking every spice pantry item, everything out of my freezer, and we're starting over with diet because we decided let's try diet and see if that helps, like change his diet. But I felt like God in that moment said to me, You, Amy, you need a spiritual diet change. You are feasting on, you're going to Google. You're, you're feasting on your fears and anxieties and all that, like, come to me and I will shepherd you through this, but you've got to, you probably need some new practices as we're doing this. So yeah, that's the backstory.
0: Oh yes. I remember we had a phone call when Robbie was in the hospital and we were like trying to think of all the things that could go wrong because It is true. He was eating. He was, he was healthy. He was a soccer player. And we were like, why is this little boy not growing? What's happening? But that's so true. And I find that to be the condition in our Bible studies, in our homes, in our churches, where we are attending, we are going, we are receiving, we're eating the things and yet we walk away empty. And so people tend to think, well, there must be something wrong with God. If I'm not being satisfied by what I assume is me eating at the table of God, when maybe what we're consuming isn't really what God has for us to consume. So you talk in your book about how we have experienced spiritual malnourishment. How would you define that? And how would somebody know that they're spiritually malnourished, right? How do we have that self-awareness to say, I'm hungry here, but I don't even know it.
1: Yes. I love that distinction. What you said, we assume there's something wrong with God Mm -hmm. versus maybe how we're approaching all kinds of things. So yes, spiritually malnourished, that that idea of when someone is malnourished, they're not getting the nutrients they need to grow and thrive. So I love this idea. I I put together a little acronym. It's the word oat, which is a food word, but O, O is the overwhelmed am I, am I overwhelmed? Am I anxious or am I tired? And those are sort of the litmus test. I know that I'm feeling malnourished if I'm overwhelmed, anxious, or tired. And just thinking through those throughout my day, like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed, usually for me, overwhelmed and buried by the opinions of others as a recovering people pleaser and really trying to seek my validation from others versus coming to God in the middle of my day and saying, God, would you shepherd me here and call me beloved? And can I sit with you in the, your opinion of me? Or am I anxious? I mean, I'll tell you what, the what if game late at night is strong. <laughs> and oh, we can true. go down that, you know, we can go down those worst case scenarios. And, and, and when I find my anxiety rising there to switch from the what if game to the who is game and to really recount, okay, who is God? Will he take care of me? Will he catch me? Will he shepherd me? And then tired. I mean, I, we are, we're living exhausted lives. We jumped back after the pandemic and I think we're just, we're going full speed. And I have found that a rhythm of work and rest, the practice of the Sabbath, these are some things that I'm like, Oh, maybe I have not been. Yeah. thing truly. And letting that feed my soul. So those are some of the clues if I'm feeling malnourished that help me.
0: So good. So good. Because I think we do fail to look at the whole scope of our life. And then we end up in these moments of crisis. And we're like, how did I get here? And God was giving us warning signs all the way along to slow our roll and to pay attention. And we, we struggle with that. We struggle. Okay. In your book, you talk about spiritual junk food. So can you give us an idea of what this looks like. How do we know we're feasting on the spiritual, spiritual junk food? Because I, I love some junk food, right? Like yeah, I, right? I love some brownies, but they can give me a stomach ache if I eat too much or too often or too late at night. But how do we know when we are eating spiritual junk food?
1: Yes. I love, yes. I love what you're saying there. I I liken it to cotton candy, right? Like if you (laughs) eat that at the fair and 45 minutes later, you are hangry and you're dissatisfied. And, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of folks replace their Bibles with their phones and maybe trying to get, you know, a snippet here and there of some teaching from maybe some famous pastors or whatever and not really actually sitting down and, you know, as a, as a Bible teacher, word open and letting God speak to you through his spirit and his word in community and replacing with just these quick hits as we're scrolling and realizing what, what does God actually say about this? And what does he want to say to me in there? So what? So I think our phones can be a huge source of starvation for us and not to say Listen, phones can do some amazing things. Like I love right, all of totally. them, <laughs> right? Um, and yet I think they can starve our soul in a lot of ways that we're not aware of. I think too, just for, for anybody who's been in church their whole life, this idea of spiritual junk food of checking off the boxes, like, hey, I'm going to church and I'm, I'm having my quiet time and I'm serving in this way, but maybe not at all connecting to God in the middle of that. But feeling like, what does that mean? So that's what the practice of silence has been huge for me. I didn't grow up with the idea of like just sitting in silence and listening for God's voice. That has been a game changer for me when I want to try to check off the spiritual boxes to really put it all down and sit in silence.
0: So good. So good. Because I do think it's such a double-edged sword. There are phones, the internet, the social media world. I mean, you and I know this, we use it. We, we capitalize yes. on it. Like we're using Absolutely. it now to do the things, Um, mm-hmm. but it does not replace intentional study. Right. And so yeah. you can't get deep yeah. with God if you don't sit in his word and let it simmer in your soul. And we're so fast. And we're constantly scrolling these 15 minutes. I call them like Twitter theology. You can't let Twitter build your theology. Yes. You yes. have to let God's text do it. So yes, I yes. I love that analogy that you bring up about the spiritual junk food because it it's this this quick hit that makes us think, oh, I've done it. I've got it. And then we go through our day and we're hungry. And we're like, why? Yes. I, sent, I spent five minutes with Jesus. How am I going to make it through right. the next 10 hours? You know?
1: Yes. Why didn't that. he provide? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So mm-hmm. you talked
0: about silence which I love because as word girls, right? Like we've always got a lot of words. It's so hard to sit in silence, but it's so true. Something happens when we sit and we let him speak to us. But if somebody is like listening to this podcast and maybe there, there's something in them that's kind of resonating of like, Oh, maybe, maybe that's me. Maybe I am feeling spiritually hungry. How would you encourage them to have a spiritual diet change? What, what would you tell them to start with or to replace or to
1: initiate? What would you tell them? I would say, be kind and gentle to yourself, friend, because um, we, (laughs) I might hear some of these things and just beat myself up with shame. And that's not the call. And so I'd say, be kind. And then I would say, listen, this is not a call to add to our plates. Our plates are full. This is a call to actually look what's on our plate and think, is this feeding me? I don't think it is. Take that off and replace it with something nourishing. So when I was looking at some of the the statistics about our phones, we check our phones. The average American checks our phones 344 times a day. Wow. I know. And so, right. That's convicting. And so what would it look like? Just a, a simple, simple replacement here. If you put, say, Psalm twenty-three on as your screensaver, and and what if instead of opening your phone a third of the time, you just read through Psalm twenty-three? You that means a hundred times in a day we would read that God is our shepherd and we have everything we need, and that He leads us and guides us and restores our soul. How beautiful to replace the mindless scroll! With with God's word and His His shepherding gifts. So small, start small, one bite at a time. If we want to change our whole diet, you got to start by writing down what you're going to buy at the store, going and buying it at the store, putting it in your cart, coming home. Fix like each step matters in changing your diet. I love that. I, wow, that statistic was was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot.
0: <laughs> Step it <out> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. You also talk about like the importance of community. Will you talk a little yes. bit about that? Cause that's big here in girlfriends in the word. Like I'm a big proponent of spiritual community, what that does, how that affects everything in our spiritual relationship. Oh. Touch on that.
1: Oh man. Yes. Okay. In Hebrews, there's that famous moment where the writer is saying, do not neglect Meeting together, and then he says, "Come together and encourage each other." Yes, which I love. It's so. It's this call of like not only gathering, but to literally infuse courage inside of our souls. That's what encourages. And I don't know one girlfriend that doesn't need more courage in their life to do their day. Like that For is real. the byproduct of gathering. The byproduct is that we would leave encouraged, and each coming with something to encourage someone with, that we each have a gift to give parts of the bodies that, that God designed that we need to, we need each other. And I, I just find obviously with, with coming out of this pandemic and everything shut down and getting used to like, I don't need to get together with others and seeing how that is starving our souls. We are, we are thirsty and we don't even know it for community, for others to come around us and, and put courage into our souls.
0: Yes. I love that because we really do. We do. It's so amazing. I was just recently talking to some girlfriends and walking through very different, complicated seasons and where one could say, I just don't know if I can do this. Another one's like, I'll carry you through it. Like uh, my faith yeah. will carry your faith through it. You can borrow from me. And so just yes. the power of stepping in specifically as women, right? Cause I think culture, we do this and it, this, even just this concept of being starved for women, it's, it's, it's a trigger point right we're often trying to starve ourselves maybe physically to fit into something and or emotionally we starve something here to make sure we're accepted and we can kind of carry that byproduct into our spiritual relationship and we don't even realize it and that's so important that we we don't do it in any area and so yes i yes. love 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 this message of this book okay i have another question you yes. talk about the lies that we believe how would you tell somebody that they know or they could discern that they are believing a lie? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this was huge for me back in the day. I think, I don't know if we talked about this before, Natalia, but when I was in college, a senior in college, I was paired up with a young intern with the ministry that I was involved with. And we were paired up to start leading a Bible study with that was co-ed in the sorority and fraternity chapters together, and so we were supposed to co-lead, co-prepare, co-all things. And I was excited. I got together. We were meeting together, and I had all my ideas of of what I wanted to to share and what I wanted to teach. And we sit down to talk about it. And he said, "You know what, Amy? You know, I was thinking. I was thinking if what if you just bring the brownies to Bible study, and I I'll take care of like all the Bible teaching part." Mm. <laughs> yes. Ouch. and it was right and it was this moment that I was like oh man I I wrestled deeply from that meeting of am am I just a brownie bringer or can I bring the word like what and I actually I thank God for that I really do 20 years later because I had to settle with God did you did man call me to teach or did you, God, call me to teach? And my identity of of who he's called me to be and who I am in him and the gifts that he's given me. So all to say, when we're handed something about our identity, we're looking, is it true or not? Am, am I just this or am I more than this or what is this? I would encourage women to write that statement down in one sentence like this thing and then take it three places. Take it to God's word. And see what he says, Yes, what is true. Take it to community, to a couple girlfriends and say, hey, you know me, you know God's word, but this I'm wrestling with this. Part. Is this, is this me? And then take it to the spirit and prayer and say, help me see what I'm not seeing. Is it true? Is it half true? Who am I according to your word community and the spirit?
0: I love that. Being able to discern that lie by coming to God's word, coming to God's people and coming to God's spirit. So good. So good. I'm so glad you wrestled that out because (laughs) girl, you can bring the word and it is, it is good. It is good. And I'm so grateful for the things that you do. Okay. We've talked about all the spiritual malnourishment. Let's leave this conversation with some encouragement. There are people listening and they have been consuming all the things, all the spiritual junk food, the unhealthy diets. They know what they want to do, How do we help them get to that place? What's the one step they can do this week, finishing this episode, that you're like, you know what? Just start right here, this one action step. Yes.
1: I would say very simply can you say for five minutes a day for the next five days, I'm going to put in a five minute practice of silence Mm. and see what that does? We're talking. Five minutes. And I want to normalize when you shut it all down and you sit by the window or you're in your car or wherever you find that time, the bathroom, because you got littles everywhere, like whatever, you, your thoughts, you might not be very practiced at the silence and it might feel awkward, like you're out of silence shape, if you will. That's okay. You, you might have the grocery list flying around. I mean, take every opportunity to just come back to God and say, I'm listening. And then just sit, don't produce anything. Let yourself be loved, loved, maybe open your hands and see, see what you find in that five minutes of silent space a day. I love that. It's
0: so awkward. And I I love that you address that. It's awkward to begin with and it gets better. It really does, but it's okay for us to step into these awkward spaces and it's okay to wrestle in this. I don't know what I'm doing, but God, I'm coming and I'm trying and I need you to feed me. Right. So, yes. So good. Okay. Friends starved is out. You need to go to Amazon. You need to go to your local bookstores. First and foremost, you can go to Amy's website. I'm going to list that here in the comments. Y'all, if you are not already following Amy, you need to follow her on Instagram, Facebook, any social media platform she's on, because I promise you, you will fall in love with her just as much as I have. And you definitely need this book in your life. So Amy, what is the one thing that you would want them to connect with you on your favorite platform, space, website? What do you got?
1: I think Instagram is fun. And so come find me there. It's a good time over there. (laughs) <laughs> so good. And make sure if you are
0: on your phone and you use the version plans, Amy has got plans. she's one of the speakers of the day. You will see her face, hear her voice, listen to her teaching. I promise you will be blessed. So friends, until next week, make sure before you go to the next episode, you've picked up Amy's book and you start reading it and practice your five minutes of silence for the next five days and see what God does in that space. Until next week, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. You can find resources on the website at www.nataliadrum.com, which is where you can connect with me via email, you can download resources, or you can check out the shop for books and tools to grow in your faith. If you want to connect with me on social media, head over to Instagram and find me at the handle at Natalia Drum.